this is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, September 20th, 2022, episode 401. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information in and around the video game industry with a little bit of a common sense political commentary sprinkled in here and there. My name is Nick Craig. Thank you so much for uh, listening here with us this evening. A little weird to say 400. I've been saying 300 for nearly... Uh, in nearly two years, episode 401. You can check me out on social media at Nicholas M. Craig. You can also visit my website, nickcraig.com. Before I introduce our, uh, my illustrious co-host here, a quick uh, kind of personal programming note here, Brian. A lot of folks know that I uh, uh, my full-time job is as a uh, talk radio host. And uh, tomorrow morning, I am going to be uh, exclusively interviewing the uh, 45th president of the United States, which is... Uh, President Donald Trump, he'll be joining me at 8.35 Eastern Time Live tomorrow morning. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig for details on that. Very much looking forward to that conversation with the former president. But you know what? Talking to him is great, <laughs> but talking to Brian with an eye Aldridge is a whole nother level on <laughs> top of itself. He's joining me as he does each and every week. Brian, good evening, sir. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well. And of course, if you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parlor, Getter, and Truth Social, I, Trump would be proud there. Uh, and if you want to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. And if you go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com, make sure you go to the upper right-hand side and you can join our server on Discord where we've got 11 ARC servers going. You can jump in there and play, uh, move your dinosaurs and all your gear between all the different servers. They're all linked. Uh, we also have a news channel where some, we'll, we'll be talking about one story that was linked in there uh, this past week. And if there's a topic, maybe there's a, a game coming out, there's something happening that we're just not covering or you think we're going to miss, Post a link in there, and we will review it before the live show starts, and that really helps us out and make sure we don't miss anything. If you wanted to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch and YouTube, and those are recorded on, uh, have recordings for After the Fact as well. And then for the podcast form of it, it's audio only, but it is recorded and then uploaded after the show's done. And that's at the lower right-hand side. There's a lot of platforms, devices, and ways to listen to the show. And if you're going to do that, I would encourage you to go to the particular episode because then you can follow along and we have links, we have an audio and video player, um, a lot of source material, video players. So if you are listening to it and it's after the fact and you're trying to save some bandwidth or something like that, or maybe you heard it on the road and you want to go see a video that we played, you can do that right there. And, and there's a lot of different, uh, everything that we talk about, there's a link to the source material, material for that. So if you want to support us, there is a support option up top and infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, absolutely. Want to uh, thank, of course, our uh, ongoing supporters that have been with us here ride and die for uh, many, many years now. All right, Brian, we've got kind of an, uh, an eclectic mix of news today. Yes. Um, I want, of course, we'll talk about the big uh, GTA story coming up here in a minute, but I want to start with NVIDIA um, as they announced their 4000 series cards today. Um, they, in their uh, keynote announcement, um, they announced that the uh, 4000 series cards are in fact going to be coming out. This just a yeah. couple of days after the uh, big EVGA story in which uh, EVGA, which is the largest 
third-party uh, producer of NVIDIA graphics cards said, you treat us like garbage, we're done, and EVGA is not going to be making 4,000 series cards. Um, so it's going to Kinda be crazy. just a couple. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, very crazy, to say the least. Um, so that's what's going on there. But these new, these new cards are out. Listen to these prices, Brian. The okay. RTX 4090, which is a 24 gigabyte video card and has a launch okay. of October. MSRPs for $1,600. Now, let me ask you this. What game is taking advantage of 24 gigabytes of VRAM? Don't say GTA 6. Don't say Cyberpunk. None yet. Nothing. But here's the thing. But hold on. Yeah. Nothing's even. Nothing takes full advantage of the thirty thousand, the three thousand yeah. series cards. The thirty ninety, you can play at nearly yep. every single game at Ultra Max Super Ultra Edition. So that's the first well, one. The the next one yeah. is the forty eighty, which is a sixteen gigabyte card. That's an MSRP of twelve hundred dollars. There's a twelve gigabyte version of the forty eighty as well for nine hundred dollars. What in the fuck is NVIDIA thinking? These cards are way too expensive, way overpowered, and just not needed. Brian, I would make the argument that a top-of-the-tier 2000 series card is still very, very suitable for high-end gaming in 2022. Yeah. I still stand by that. What in the hell are they doing with a 24-gigabyte, $1,600 video card? Well, and I think... I think they're probably setting themselves up a little bit for the next era of gaming. Because, I mean, if you look at what Unreal Engine does with just the crazy, super high-resolution images, they're doing some tricks to make it to where it doesn't load all that at once. But I don't know what these other engines are going to do trying to compete with that type of technology if they don't have something similar where it's not loading everything in the memory. Because to get to everything looks high-quality, you have to load all that stuff in video memory. <laughs> yeah, because because pulling it from the hard drive, it's going to be lag, lag, lag. I mean, it's going to be our early days of art oh, all yeah, over well, again. Yeah, and God forbid you have a spinning right. drive and not an SSD or an NVMe. It's an even it's an even bigger big chug chug. Yeah, yeah. So I th I think they're kind of setting up for that. I, and not that these technologies are needed right now. I just there's people that will buy these. That's the crazy thing. There are people that will buy these. Uh, and I think this is more of I'll own one of these in what seven years, maybe ten years. I still got to get a 3000 series or something well, like that. So, I still got to get so, a, a 2000 series. Well, and, and that's kind of where I was at watching this, uh, uh, this announcement this morning was just like, it was um, it, like, yes, I want to get a 3000 series card, but I've got a 1070 right now. The new Call of Duty comes out in a couple a couple weeks now. I'll I'll give that yeah. a shot because that's my game. If it kind of if it doesn't play great and it doesn't look great, maybe I'll up, upgrade a card. But guess what, Brian? If it plays fine on my 1070, I'm rocking and rolling. I have no reason to upgrade right yeah. now. And I just I can't I can't outside of the high end enthusiast, the you know YouTube uh, YouTube streamer, the Linus Tech Tips, the Gamers Nexus, the J's Two Cents that are going to do hey, this crazy you know seven thousand dollar PC build, or the the guy that will post his picture on Reddit with his crazy workstation. I just don't see any sort of broad general interest yeah. for a card of this spec it just there's no workload where it makes sense no video game can take advantage of it and it's not a cad card this thing is not meant yeah. for cad and other computer aided things 
and and it's not also people say oh for movie animations that's a whole different series of cards nvidia makes a whole line of uh cards specific trying, ones for that trying yeah. to remember their names um but they don't even have um they don't even have outputs because it's meant to render yeah. things it's um, just rendering it's a, it's render, a render card, card. Yeah, exactly yeah. um and yeah you know, so I, I i just i don't know i i Maybe I'm well, not touch is, Brian, I mean, but it, it doesn't seem to make sense. Here's where my bottleneck. So th there's one thing that I've run into that's been where my card is not able to handle that, and that has been with new G with the new Unreal Engine Five um, editor. Okay. That these big worlds and maps that they do, I would I need to get either if I want to work in those inside of the editor, just because it's not pre-rendering and compiling and optimizing and making everything like a compiled video game is. You're doing it uncompiled in the engine directly. Uh, that, for me, has been a bottleneck to where I haven't been able to play with some of those levels, and I would need to get at least a 20-something card. But, but I, want you to, I want you to rephrase. You're having issues running the most updated version of Unreal Engine yes. on a 1080, which is, what, a 7-plus-year-old yes. video card? Yes. So Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I understand the limitation, but that's where, that's where my bottleneck is, is at right now. Uh, games have been work work fine for me. Um, I haven't had any issues with the games that I've tried to play, but that's been my bottleneck. Now, other people may run into them other places, but that's where, for me, the only temptation I would have to get another card is if I would want to play around some re with really big maps inside of a, of of the engine. Yeah. So, so you, I would make the argument that you could maybe even get a middle of the road two thousand series card and probably mm -hmm. cruise. You'd probably be able to pull it off. Yeah. Exactly, and I think that's where it's a little uh, disappointing. And I'll tell you this: I don't, um, uh, as you know, uh, and as our listeners know, we're not the biggest fans of Kutaku. Uh, we've been very critical yeah. of them over the year, but they've got an opinion piece out today with the headline: "Nvidia's new 4000 series PC graphics cards are too damn expensive," and they're right; yep. they are just too yep. damn expensive, and they're not. They're just, yep. and there's not a. There's not a use case for these things. The baseline 4,000 series card is $900. Yeah. I think that's yeah, all that's you need crazy. to hear. And that's, that's, that's what a computer... So when you... And it's a hard thing. Someone says, how much does a gaming computer cost? <laughs> well, how much you want to spend <laughs> on a video card? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. What do you consider a gaming video card? Because if you're going to go and say, I'll, I'll quote you a $1,500 computer to build something that'll run games, Right. Or you can get a fifteen hundred dollar video video card, correct? And then you know the rest of the computer with Shit, it. It's your choice. That. You know, what do you consider a gaming computer? <laughs> you could you get a you could get a you could uh, if you bought some used parts, you get a nice nine hundred dollar gaming PC that's maybe a couple mm -hmm. generations old. Or you can buy a four thousand series GPU. I mean, it's just it's yeah. ludicrous. Yep. I'm not I'm not sure what Nvidia is thinking, um, especially in the state of the economy right now. As so many people are, um, you know, kind of fall, and obviously, you know, you can't change your business dramatically because of the economy. That the things like inflation are hopefully temporary, um, but yep. nevertheless, I I foresee these cards being a massive flop for Nvidia, and just no. There was a lot of interest for the three thousand series yep. cards, Brian, and there and there still is right yeah. now. I don't see that there's going to be any interest for these cards. Zero. Well, they've, they've got to get some of these cards in kind of that sweet spot uh, that some of the the original older cards got into for a while where they weren't, they were, okay, that's a reasonable price. I'll buy some of those. Yeah. So I remember I bought two, uh, you know, I, I bought two of like the 900 somethings in their sweet spot. I bought this 1080 when it felt right. 
Um, but now I'm getting to a point where where's the sweet spot again? All these prices are going down, but I don't know where the good deal is across all these different ranges of cars. I want to make sure it's going to last me in a while, but the prices are fluctuating so much, it's kind of difficult to jump in. Yeah, and exactly. And you know what ex- what exactly do you need? And that's why you know, build a gaming computer. Well, what are you trying to play? You're trying to play yep. Rocket League <laughs> and CS:GO, or you're trying to play um, you know the new Grand Theft Auto and build games in Unreal Engine. Now, there's a very broad uh, gambit there. So uh, links yep. are in the show notes for that if you want to check out the uh, keynote from today. Um, and obviously the big news being that EVGA uh, announcing that they're done with Nvidia. And part of the reason, Brian, was yep. that. They don't find out the MSRP for these cards until the public does. They're for, yeah. their largest third-party vendor that's, that produces their cards. They're using their and their yep. their GPU chips. Doesn't find out about the MSRP for a card until Nvidia announces it publicly. Um, and it might be yeah. because they saw that. It's the, hard for them say, to plan. Well, it's hard for them to plan. And as I was thinking about this this afternoon. Maybe the reason that they're dropping Nvidia and getting out of it is because they they had a they, maybe they got some insight as to what these cards were going to look like and said this is absolutely ridiculous. We are not. How are and we going to sell these? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Nvidia is selling Founders Editions for nine hundred. That's the cost for Nvidia, and then Nvidia has to yeah. add its own cooler up. the The baseline card for the four thousand series would cost uh, for an EVGA card would cost at least a thousand dollars, if not more. So maybe that's yeah. part of the and reason. That's just too. crazy. Yeah. And the economy right now is just not in a place. I mean, I'm looking at here, you know, we had one of the most booming housing markets and everything. And now we've got one of the most overinflated housing markets. Yeah. And now I'm seeing for sale signs just lining the streets, uh, you know, people selling your houses where before they'd be sold within days. Now they're not selling. The economy is cooling. You know, if you want to call it that, where people are not spending money on these things. I mean, if you look at what, the hardware market is just kind of floundering right now, and then they jump out with these. I know they've been developing these for a while and didn't anticipate that the market was going to be so bad, but now's the perfect time. Come out with a budget card that people will buy in droves if it's something that doesn't have to be crazy, but find what's going to upgrade their current card to something to, that works with new technology, right? That's budget. That'd be the perfect seller right now, and instead they turn this thing out. Yeah, it's yeah definitely some problems there with uh, with Nvidia, and maybe opens uh, cracks the door a little bit for uh, Intel to get their act together with their new Arc series GPUs and AMD to get their uh, yep. RX series of cards into more people's hands. So uh, that stuff is expected yep. out later this year. We'll uh, of course um, keep an eye on it. and We'll let you know. I'm sure there will be some pretty significant pushback um, in the uh, in the industry with that. So uh, so stay tuned for uh, stay tuned for that. There's other uh, Very nice. other big story this week too, Brian. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So Rockstar had kind of a, a little bit of an unexpected twist. You know, people are always saying, <laughs> when's GTA six going to come out? Yeah. When's GTA six going to come out? Well, there was a huge leak. Uh, and it looks like it's accurate. Like this is real stuff. Cause sometimes you'll see these sites. Oh, we've got, you know, uh, you know, we've got the, the date, the release date or you know, whatever for Grand Theft Auto six. We've got this, we've got that. Well, a hacker went in and was able to pull quite a bit of GTA 6. Now, I will say probably early early testing footage. Now, it's kind of hard to say where they're at and how quickly they, because, you know, they've hired on a ton of positions. I, I don't know how their, their cycle goes, as far how far along they should be. I watched some of these videos, and um, a lot of the links that had these videos are now taken down. Um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we're not going to be showing, we're not going to be showing these videos. 
but there was a, a just a giant leak with hundreds, I would say hundreds of videos and material and everything showing early GTA 6. Now, this isn't polished uh, in a Call of Duty-style cutscenes. Um, these are animations. A lot of them working on animations, AI. You know, what, what GTA and Rockstar are famous for is creating seamless uh, action, right? Of, of whether it's the AI walking around and going to this and seamlessly going to that where you drive by them really fast and they react, oh, you're going too fast. You know, and, and, and it's not rough looking. It's them kind of figuring out all of those animations and getting it to where everything looks right. Um, I haven't looked through a ton of it. I kind of just jumped through a few of them to see what they look like. Uh, you see a lot of clipping, which is, you know, when clothing goes through, you know, the character and things like that. So this is definitely not polished yet. But there's a, there's a lot here, and it looks like it's accurate. And it kind of confirms some of the rumors of having the two antagonists, the male and the female, um, and it's kind of set now. I don't know if it's it's set in some previous um, locations, so it's I don't know if this is saying that it's not going to be. Maybe they're using an old map for testing, and they're working on a whole another map. But I'd be kind of surprised. Um, I'd I would have to look through really to see. I, but it doesn't it doesn't look like this is going to be another location or anything like that. Um, they, it was codenamed um, supposedly Project Americas. Um, and these files, they said to have the word Americas in their name. And so, you know, some of them show it running on like a PlayStation 4 dev kit. So these could be, you know, so, however many years old. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say if these are actually recent uh, things. Yeah. Now, you, here's, here's, yeah, you want to give uh, Rockstar's response to this? Yeah. yeah so this, yeah, this was, you know, this is more than just like a, a guy with a cell phone taking a picture of a computer monitor uh, inside of uh, yeah. one of the Rockstar Studios. This was, they're, call, they're calling this a network intrusion in which somebody had access to either, and what it probably was, Brian, was what we've seen before is an AWS droplet or something like that that did not have yeah. proper uh, security on it and was publicly available and somebody stumbled across it. Uh, but they claimed that somebody had unauthorized third-party illegal access and they were able to download confidential information, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. Um, so, yes, the information is, and, and some of the, the leaks are true i mean gta verified that yeah or rockstar i should say verified that the leaks are authentic and they were obtained for the, from their network um i would assume if in fact somebody broke into rockstar um there will be some pretty hefty legal challenges rockstar has uh, been known to lawyer up um against uh, project five and some of these third party th uh, services in the past yeah. if somebody truly logged in to was able to get into a Rockstar server, which they weren't supposed to have access to, and downloaded that information, uh, th it will be interesting to see what Rockstar does. Now, if this was some, oh, we didn't have the security set correctly and somebody was able to just, you know, hit a public AWS instance and, and download the files, I think you're probably going to have a hard time trying to uh, stonewall anything through on that. But uh, either way, it is interesting to note that um, the game is... Definitely in development. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. But um, the fact that you mentioned the PS4 dev kit, I would guess, Brian, some of these uh, this information is years old. Potentially two plus yeah. three or four years yep. old worth of uh, worth of things right now. So I guess we just it, wait and see. A lot of the stuff time. I saw, 
looked really old. You know, as far as it, it or uh, not old, but unpolished. Very, which very, would make very sense. Unpolished. This game yeah. has presumably been under development since what 2014, right? Didn't GTA yeah. didn't GTA Five come out 2012, 2011 or something yeah, like that? Something like that. Yeah, and then um, a couple years later they announced that they're going to be starting the next one, and then there was an announcement that the FBI is looking into this hack. Well, I'm sure. Know, so I'm sure they'll find that Trump did it. But either way, um, <laughs> we've tracked uh, uh, the. I'm, I'll ask him tomorrow morning about it. I'll say, uh, M- Mr. Yeah. President. Hey, we heard the FBI's looking in. Do you think? Yeah, Mr. President. You think they'll I, find you, you guilty it? of uh, leaking? Yeah. Have you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Grand Theft Auto Six leak and the FBI investigating you? It's a witch hunt. It's a total sham. Okay, I've got nothing. I I don't believe me. I want to play GTA Six. I want to kill prostitutes. I want to do all that. Okay, but uh, I didn't, it wasn't me. I didn't hack the GTA. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure they're uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The FBI, I'm sure, will be uh, the, you know the crackpot investigators that they are. Maybe they can go uh, rummage through some uh, high school kids' room and uh, you know put a uh, put some video game discs all over the floor and take a picture. Um, so uh, yeah, GTA Five came out in 2013. So presumably, yeah. this game has been in development since 2000 and potentially even earlier than 2013, but at least 2014, 2015. Um, which would make sense if that's when some of this leaked stuff was from. But uh, they've been somehow yeah. getting this stuff off the internet. I don't know if they're doing um, DC uh, 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 takedown notices. Yeah, D- I'm not DMCA. Sure. DMCA. I'm not sure how they're getting rid of this stuff, but a lot of it is kind of uh, vanishing. Well, and okay, so here, here was something else that came up a number of weeks ago, but the GTA creator, who, the person who created the original GTA, um, got copyright strikes put on his prototype videos from making the original game. Um, he was one of the founding employees of DMA Designs, which is now Rockstar North. And, uh, and, and he had videos of just, you know, the, the top-down view, Grand Theft Auto, the, G, the original GTA, which is top, top view. They DMCA'd him to take all those videos down. It's kind of funny, being that well, you can't even buy it anymore. It's kind of funny, but... And and I I hate to um, I hate to side with the man Brian and but mm-hmm. this guy does this stuff was this intellectual property was created when he worked at DMA or that company and, yeah and that company yep. is now part of Rockstar Games and they're they own the intellectual property I I I know I sound like a, a douche but. I, Th- that's how it is. You don't own that property when you yep. work for a company. I mean, Brian, you spent time working at Google and there were different projects yep. and things that you worked on. You don't own that stuff. Google owns that intellectual property. You were an employee. Yep. Yep. I that's signed NDAs saying, yeah, yeah. NDAs saying that was, and he signed NDAs probably. Well, it doesn't uh, even matter signing an NDA when, you, when they it, merged or yeah. I mean, it, now those would be expired, but still that's copyrighted information owned now. It, by Rockstar North or Rockstar Games in general. Cor- correct. As the company sold, the assets get absorbed and absorbed and the intellectual yep. property rolls, rolls down the chain. And, and while I feel bad for him, um, you know, and it's kind of a, a crummy situation, um, yep. it, it, is, it is what it is. You don't truly own the rights to that stuff, even though you're a part of it. That is the, inf- I, I struggle with the same thing. I don't own my radio show. As crazy as that yeah. sounds, it I am employed by a company. What you say is owned by someone else. <laughs> yes. Now, obviously, I can say what I want, but in terms of like, you know, I haven't gotten into it, you know, the, the legal side of it because I haven't had a, had a need to. But that that property is technically owned by them. I am I am an employee of that of that company. Um, 
so for, you know for me to take those things and then market them and sell them at a, at a different time or a different avenue would would definitely be highly illegal and I'd, I'd get well exactly and as strong. a software developer that's very real for me now because yeah everything I create I'm creating for a specific company at the moment right and if I leave that if I'm no longer having that company be my client I leave everything that I've done up to that point with them and walk away you know I don't put it on my on my uh, LinkedIn or anything like that, unless I ask for permission to do that. And if he wants to show these videos, he needs to get Rockstar's permission to post these videos on his his YouTube channel. You know, that's just how it works. That's what he needs to do. And it sounds like he did not do that. So yeah, and that, and then, you know, and then of course a bunch of you know morons on Twitter that don't understand anything about how uh, you know copyright works or intellectual property. Like, oh, Rockstar is attacking the original creator. And it's just like, oh my yep. god, you guys are just so <laughs> dense. Like, you just have no concept of how any of this stuff works in real life. Uh, it's just, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. All right, hey, I want to talk really quickly about a game. My first video game I ever purchased. Uh, and uh, Pong in 1972. <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't. I didn't purchase Pong. I had oh, I had no. a game that was an open source game that was an ASCII game before this one. But this is the first one where I I put in money, sent it to a, a video game magazine. You know, they had the you put your money in an envelope or or a check. No, I don't. And you'd know, mail actually. it off, <laughs> and they would send you back some some you know floppy disks that had your game on it. And so I. Uh, uh, my friends and I, you know, this is kind of illegal, but my friends and I pooled together the, I don't remember if it was 15 or $20 or something like that to buy Wolfenstein 3D back when I was in uh, junior high. Holy so this moly. is the, yeah, I'd have to see early 90s. I, I was 12. So I think it was like 1992 is when I bought this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's what it, the bottom one. Uh, maybe the right one. I don't yes. remember. So I don't know. Yeah, right this one. is a, this is a lot of different Wolfenstein games on floppy disk on eBay. <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah. So we had Wolfenstein 3D, and I loved that game. I was 12 years old, played it, and uh, and that and that's been illegal to buy this game in Germany since it's been released. Why? <laughs> and it, up until now, because of the they've not, just allowed. Because of the Nazi the insignia Nazi stuff, yeah. and things. So they finally unbanned uh, in 2019, but it didn't have classifications from Germany's age rating board to be able to release it. And now it's been rated and you can actually buy uh, Wolfenstein 3D, which I have on my arcade machine out in the living room. And our young, or well, not our youngest son now, but our seven-year-old was playing it because I said, hey, I played this game when I was 12. And so, you know, it's, it's an arcade version, so it doesn't have all the Nazi stuff in it. But he was, he, he thought it was pretty cool. He's like, this game sucks. What, where's the, where's the, where's no, the, where the, yeah. where's the flying? Where's the, where's the dancing? Where, what's, where's, this game is I figure, I figure, yeah, he's not, he hasn't, he didn't ask about skins. So he must have realized that it's an old <laughs> game. And this is what games look like when I was, you know, older than he is now even. But yeah, so that, that's, I thought it was kind of funny. So that pop, pop up and I was like, this game, my first video game, finally available to buy in Germany, which they have very strict rules about any kind of Nazi symbolism, all of that in, in Germany. They locked that. They've Ever since the war, they've locked all that down to where you can't show anything with Nazi symbols. You can't do anything regarding uh, Nazism. Interesting. So. I had 
really didn't have any idea about that. I wonder how that's worked um, with a couple of the recent call, not the recent Call of Duties, but World War Two. That was a big controversy. Yeah. That had some Nazi insignia in it, and I remember, of course, a lot of people were outraged about that in the U.S. I, I at the time, I don't remember hearing anything about it in Germany. I, I bet you they probably have a version that yeah. takes out insignia and things that they sell in Germany, kind of like what that's they do wild. with certain things in China. Yeah, taking out those. So, um, and then one other one that popped up is I brought this up before the cl- Rise of the Triad. You remember me talking about Rise of the Triad? Yeah, that rocked. was only a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yes, this, they finally got a launch window for that, and they put out their trailer for it. So that's another. That was the first one I ever played multiplayer, other than a wow. BBS game, where and so you could dial up with somebody on a modem and play a first-person shooter with them. So and one thing that they kind of mentioned in this video is this is was a, at the time a very cutting-edge game, which I remember being because it, it allowed you to play multiplayer. There just weren't games that did that. You know, Quake was after this, if I remember correctly. And, I'm a Brian. I'm a cultured man. As you might be aware, yes. Um, so I uh, was showing my girlfriend some of these like weird movies that, uh, well, mm-hmm. mainstream movies that a tw- mid twenty something female has definitely never seen because it's just not their yeah. culture. So we <laughs> watched uh, we watched house. war we watched war games this past week. Oh yeah, and she was like, "Do you want to I, play a game?" She's like, "I don't understand. Why is the computer talking? Why is it? Why, what's the? Why is he on the phone? What's the phone?" Be? And I was like. Oh God! Like, what, what's that what, thing what plugged you... into the wall? Is probably what I expect her to say. No, I mean, she knew what a phone was, but she, <laughs> I was trying to explain the coupler and the beeping and the tones, and it just was like, it was, it was just. Oh yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do, ha- hacking the 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 phone system to be able to doing doing a tone, uh, be able to dial with tones. Yeah, these dial with tones. Long distance, and, not, yeah, long, free long distance. Then he puts it on the coupler, and that's how that's the connection to the internet before dial up modem. It was uh, the over over phone couple. Um, and yeah. it was just. Interesting. Did they have one where you set the phone like to do the audio through the? Mic, yeah, it was like a coupler. Microphone? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Have... It was just a little, okay, little yeah. stand it would sit on. Yeah. My first job was at Staples, and oh, they Jesus sold Christ. one of those. Still, <laughs> I'm sure they did. Well, I needed I needed a job to like put on my resume so I could go get a real job, and uh, and so I I worked there and you know did a bunch of computer stuff, and I remember them having one of those where you could take a phone and you'd set mm-hmm. it on top of it. And it would it would be like you can modem use a regular phone line as a modem. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very slow. Without plugging obviously. into it. Very. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Very so slow. Imagine the noise. You may, oh, I coughed. Oh, dude, I just my fa- download failed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's just interesting to see kind of uh, trying to, you know, uh, being a tech nerd, um, understanding that. But for you know normal people in my age range, it is a very uh, a very uh, yeah. foreign concept. So uh, yeah, there you go. Well, and then one more thing, you know, PUBG, we used to talk about PUBG quite a bit. Uh, yes, we did. Taliban is, is banning PUBG. You know, finally, they're oh. un- unbanning in Germany, uh, well, the sign 3D, but the Taliban is banning PUBG, banning PUBG because they said it's too violent. You the know, Taliban, it's, the it's people Afghan, that put beheading videos on, on Yeah, the people Twitter? that behead people and put it on, on, on in the internet, you know, and, and, and things like that, and, you know, wow. general mutilations and all that. But, you know, of course, PUBG is too violent. Um, the Afghan government officials accuse the app of immorality and misleading youth. It sounds a lot like what China says, too. Huh. You know, if you look at how they they talk about, you know, how it's affecting youth, the, the youth. So they say it's misleading the younger generation and wa- wasting people's time. Which yeah, kind their of time can better China their said time too, could, right? Yeah, but their time could be better spent, you know, uh, throwing gay people off buildings and harassing women. Yeah, I mean, and that's, beheading that's, beheading yeah, people and, for and yeah, people. For, yeah. 
for for choosing to have a different religion than their government. Uh, yeah. So I mean, in that if religion, if that's so. your goal, then I would agree it is a huge waste of time. If you're a, you know a completely closed off society that doesn't follow any sort of cultural norms, PUBG is a huge waste of time. Correct. I guess that is an accurate yeah, statement, so, presumably. And they said that this is going to take effect within three months. So they've already banned. I think it was to say 20 or 100,000, let's see, like 23 million websites for immoral content content and things like that. So they're really cracking down in, in, in Afghanistan. So. Yeah, very funny to see how uh, Afghanistan and uh, terror cell and organizations like the Taliban and ISIS are the moral arbiters of things like uh, media, speech, and things of that nature. Very, very interesting to see the moral high ground that can... Uh, they can be guarded. I know. Yeah. Folks. Well, it's a good thing they're they're fixing everything. Yeah, making everyone yeah. better. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, we've got uh, a, a lot of other kind of uh, news. I want to bring this one up here about CD Projekt Red uh, surrounding yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, which has been a um, lackluster. I guess is maybe not the yeah. appropriate word to use. Uh, they announced that there's going to be an expansion to that game and that they confirmed that Keanu Reeves, who is, um, I'm trying to remember, do you, you play as him in the game, right? Isn't he the main, he's the main protagonist? Well, there, there are point times when you did, yeah. So, I mean, he was there as kind of like, uh, oh, it's in the beginning. So the I'm beginning, not going to give yeah. you away a bunch of, well, in the be so no, actually, I mean, in the beginning, he, you see him and he's, he's a kind of like a hologram. He's like a ghost of himself, Yeah. Yeah, and then there's points in the game where you actually play as him, okay. kind of uh, you're seeing what happened to him in the past. Yeah, I'm trying. Like, to, I, it's been a while since I played it, so he's a very big part of the game. He's not just like a spokesperson yeah. that did the trailer. Um, he, you know, he's a, he's an integral part of the game. I actually have one of the little uh, Cyberpunk 2077 figurines, and it's of, of Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. Um, but he is going to be in this expansion. It's called Phantom Liberty. Um, and it is expected uh, to to be out in uh, sometime in 2023. This might be, depending on what the climate is looking like, and you know the video game climate in 2023, depending on when this comes out, Brian. This might be yeah. the uh, kind of bump in the ass or the kick in the ass that Cyberpunk needs for a lot of people to say, you know what. I know I had a crappy experience at the launch, but I'm going to go ahead and I might do this too is, you know, wipe my play saves out and restart the game with this yeah. new expansion. Um, so kind of interesting to to see if they're able to um, kind of pull a, a brand revitalization with well, something okay. like this. They have right now on, I think, Netflix, they have a cyberpunk animated series happening right now, which is actually getting a lot of people to play the game again. So hmm. it's actually it's on I think on Steam it's been hitting some of the top played game. Yeah, let's check. On, on, I don't I, I would assume it's on Steam, but I saw somewhere that their numbers have gone up quite a bit because people are watching the show and then going and playing the game. And there you go. So you can see it, it's been steadily rising. Yeah, it has. You as this the, series uh, has been out. Let's look at the last. Uh, well, three months isn't a good indicator. Well, that's uh, no, con lifetime concurrent players. Um, can I expand this chart out at all? Hmm. No, I mean, I you're in a week view. Yeah, I guess that's as far. I won't let me do like a, a two or three week view. But, but you yeah, can you see can down below the concurrent players on Steam at one month. You can see uh, September 1st. So at the beginning yeah. of this month, just two weeks ago, it's down at 25,000. Now it's over 75,000. So, you know, it, it's yeah. done quite quite a jump, two thirds of a jump um, in, in player base. And it's still going up. Yeah. Hmm. And one thing they've been doing is, I think in anticipation of this, 
they've been making improvements to the game. They they are putting out a big patch to fix the police. They said the police are getting a uh, complete overhaul so that that works better. Uh, they also have released some new modding tools to be so that people can start, which is the thing that really get, can save this game and keep it moving forward. I mean, look at what if, if people be making mods and improving, creating their own storyline, introducing their own characters. There's a lot of things that they can do with mods that saves the develop, development company from having to do this themselves. So I think you're going to start seeing that because that's one thing that really kept the Witcher series going for so long. Uh, plus, sorry, CD Projekt Red is going to be releasing new Witcher games as well. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely not giving up after what originally happened with Cyberpunk. Well, and it's not that they kept the Witcher series going. It's that the Witcher series came out and kind of lived its life and then got this yeah. kind of rebirthed a little bit later on. And, and it's important to remember that this game, Brian, will have been out two full years in December. And by the time this yep. comes out in 2023, you're looking at, I mean, knowing CD Projekt's uh, timeline, at least two and a half years after the launch, maybe even three years, depending on when this DLC comes out. Um, so this very well could be um, that, as you mentioned, similar to that Witcher, this kind of, okay, played it when it came out, lackluster, yep. let me let me give it a let me give it a shot again. Yeah, and, and hopefully... I the game there's a lot that could have been and I I think I over anticipated because seeing the possibilities of what they could have created I wanted just some giant world I GTA level world in my mind I think was my what really caught me off guard just because of how they talked about it and some of the scenes they showed because I you know in my mind cyberpunk is something where you wander down the street and there's just so much stuff because it's it's just a bustling city and you expect so much stuff happening around you, and they just didn't feel that. Everything felt dead and like a robot to me. You know, cybernetics is one thing, but everything felt like a robot to me. Hmm. And so I think if they can really work on the AI, that would be one huge thing to make this, because that's one thing that's so good about Red Dead Redemption 2 and uh, with GTA 5 is the AI. That's why you can wander around and do things because there's things happening around you that don't feel 100% scripted. Everything feels scripted in, in, in cyberpunk up to this point and the police officers don't work right and AI doesn't respond to you in a way that seems natural. I, you know, I think that they could, if, if this continues to have a life of its own, keep fixing this game because there's a lot that could, that could be there. Keep improving it and make it to where, keep selling DLCs, keep selling content for it and see if you can put it to a point where people will not view it, the original version as what the game is. So that is what I wanted to ask you. They have not announced uh, the details on what the pricing is going to look like for this, um, but people looked at some of the Witcher DLC that they said was relatively equivalent, and the Witcher DLC, was uh, those typically ran about nineteen ninety nine. To me, yeah. if I were CD Projekt Red... I would release this as free DLC to get people back to the game because I can guarantee it. you I will not be spending twenty more dollars on this game. I can sure as hell guarantee you that's not going to happen. So if that if the goal yeah. is to get people that have or have a sour taste in their mouth, uh, get them to jump back into the ecosystem, this thing is going to have to be ten dollars or less or free. 
Um, I don't. There's no yeah. way. And even ten dollars is like, hmm. You know, do I really want to spend ten if more dollars on a game? There's a lot of content game? there, though. Yeah, but 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 it's it's the thing of I already spent sixty dollars on the original game and I wasn't happy with it. Do I want to give them ten more dollars? Um, and I understand you need to be you know pay you need to be uh, compensated for the work you do. I'm not 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 trying to negate that at yeah. all, and I'm not anti paying for DLC. But I think that's that's the question that they'll have to answer internally. What is the goal of this? Is it to sell DLC copies to the hardcore players, or is it to bring a large large player base back to the game, entice them, dangle a little carrot in front of them, like giving them a yep. you know free massive DLC? Well, and this is the type of game that. You know, if it were online, like we originally thought it was going to be, I think that you really could get a huge. That never came out, did just it? with a. No, that they never really they never made it online, and so huh. I think if they if they eventually do that, just with the whole cybernetics thing, you could create the equivalent of dances and skins, giving your character the ability to do these cool things. Just don't make it so they can use it in a competitive way, you know, in, in like PvP matches, but have it to where you can put cybernetics and look a certain way and you can get certain skin tones like that. They have all the things to be able to sell little microtransactions and make it an online game and only make the microtransactions matter, you know, in some online environment type of a world because then people yeah. will fix up their cars just like they do in GTA. They'll get their character looking a certain way with us, with all the different enhancements that they want to have. I, I I, I just I feel like they really missed that. I think they were trying, but I think they ran out of time and it was too buggy. And we talked about that, you know, a number of weeks ago as far as them saying it was that company that caused it. Yeah. So definitely a lot of a lot of questions still uh, still outstanding for that. And again, 2023 yeah. is all we know uh, as of right now. As we uh, round out the uh, program today, Brian, uh, Google Play Games for PC has entered yes. the open beta in five more countries. Uh, it is now available in Thailand and Australia. Um, and it will. Um, it was only available in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and South Korea, and now it's making its way to some to some more countries. Uh, and they claim that there are over fifty titles that are um, you know verified working through Google Play. That they've kind of similar to the Steam Deck, where they go through and rate them and say like, oh, this is a good, you know, yeah. this is a good match and things like that. But um, this, I think, can do two things. First. It could make it for a mobile developer like the folks that made Diablo Activision make a game that could have knowing it has individuals that could potentially play it on a Chromebook or on a Windows computer, yep. um, but also still make sure it has you know good uh, uh, tap controls as well. But do both of those yep. things and may, now broaden the reach from just mobile controls on your phone to sitting down in front of a computer and playing this could this could be big for for the mobile gaming market. Well, and if if you look like the the one that they show on their tweet about this is is a game that I play on a daily basis, Summoner's War. Mm -hmm. Now, Summoner's War, so I play Raid Shadow Legends and Summoner's War, which are very similar games, but you know different enough. Uh, Raid has a PC client, and they have one, and I primarily play that on the PC. I don't play it really on the on the on the con, or on the mobile anymore. Uh, the Summoner's War. You have to play it through some sort of emulator. It doesn't work that well. Um, so I, that one I don't play. I, I only play it on the phone. Uh, but I found that what they're doing in Raid is getting people to buy things on their PC client. Getting They'll give you special prices or special deals if you purchase their PC client because then they don't have to pay the 30% the cut or whatever 
to Google. And so Google's got to be seeing this saying, hey, some of our raid, one of their top grossing, was number one for a long time until Diablo Immortal came out. They're you know, pushing people to start doing purchases outside of our environment. What can we do about that? Well, make it to where you're encouraging these companies not to make their own client and to have them run it outside. Give them the one, the Google Play app, then they'll continue to sit here and play it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll uh, we'll wait and see what uh, what comes of that as uh, the PC as the rather when it gets the, released uh, here. Yeah, yeah. The the phone gaming market, the mobile gaming market, kind of uh, broadens its scope, uh, and you know, getting rid of blue stacks and some of those emulators. Uh, Brian, you got to leave us a little bit early uh, tonight, and I'll wrap yeah, up the show here with the story. Some. Yeah, just uh, let folks know uh, where they can find you online. Yeah, if you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parlor, Getter, Truth Social, and of course my blog ByteOfTech.com. And our website, infectionpodcast.com, where if you want to check out our Discord server, jump into there, check that out. We've got a news channel. Toss some links in there of things that you think we need to cover. Also have our ARC servers, 11 of them going right now. It's the live show on Twitch and YouTube. The after-the-fact upload is of the audio only on the lower right-hand side. Lots of uh, places to listen there. And then check out our show notes, where if you want to catch some of the videos, check some of the source material that we're discussing, or just watch and listen to the show right side of our, our website, you can do that there. Thank you very much, everybody, and I will see you next week. Yep, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, as always, and uh, we will see you next week. Um, so I uh, appreciate Brian's time, as always, getting all that stuff squared away. Um, what we're uh, going to do here is I got one final story, and we'll round out this uh, this edition here this morning. This is an, an interesting uh, story surrounding Steam, and it's a bit of an exploit, or I should say a potential uh, exploit and it's a pretty sophisticated phishing technique that is using Steam's browser in browser um, functionality. I guess I, I guess you would say to uh, as an attack vector. According to this, uh, and it's over at Bleeping Computer, a uh, security c uh, firm conducted the um, release or conducted this this study and what they found out is that inside of a steam browser window they were able to mimic a web page and allow to allow them to make a fake steam login form look trustworthy by displaying a fake ssl certificate lock symbol and other illusions indicating that it's a real login window so on Steam, the scam's primary targets are individuals who you know you send a direct message, click this link. Now, normally you don't click those links, but if you do happen to click one, it would pop up a browser and it very much can make it look like you are accessing a verified Steam account or a verified a Steam login page. And when in fact you are not you are going and giving your information to a, uh, a, a a third party for example this is what it looks like you can see here it, uh, the browser window looks like steamcommunity.com slash open id it looks like a regular login page based on the url but in fact it is not this whole page is completely spoofed to uh, steal your login credentials or steal your login information there from Steam. So a very interesting attack vector. Um, it's you know you get these messages on Discord, you get them on Steam as well. Always a good idea to just uh, back off of those and not click any of those links. I got one today. Somebody, hey Nick, blah blah blah, just you know fake message and and the link to some Bitly or tiny URL link to. I win something, connect to something, or, or 
uh, whatever you have there. So uh, just be aware of that if you start getting more Steam messages over the next couple of weeks. That is uh, what is ongoing with, um, that's a potential exploit there, potential vector for them to get access to your account. All right, um, and for that, we are going to uh, round it out here on a uh, this uh, Tuesday edition of Infection Podcast. Uh, Brian already threw all of his contact information out there, and I'll just remind you, you can head on over to our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. You'll find the audio and video versions of the program as well as all of our podcast feeds as well, and if you click on one of the individual episodes, you can go ahead and get show notes and links to all of what we covered on that program. I want to thank all of the individuals that have supported us over the years. You can find details on that on our website, infectionpodcast.com forward slash support, or through here through Twitch using a uh, Prime Gaming or just a yes, Twitch subscription to our channel. All of that support is greatly appreciated. As I mentioned at the start of the show, if you're watching this live, I will be interviewing the uh, 45th President of the United States tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern. That's Wednesday morning, the 21st. If uh, you are listening to this after the fact, check out my social media at Nicholas M. Craig on Twitter, and I'll throw a link to uh, that interview after the fact up on social media. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.